Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. One day, I was scrolling through social media. I want to tell you this story. And I saw this post about Robert Downey Jr.'s acceptance speech. I can't remember the year at the Oscars. And I was guided to stop and watch it. And in all honesty, it was quite powerful. And if you've heard of Robert Downey Jr., I think almost everybody has, then you know that he spent most of his life struggling with drug and alcohol addiction, but finally got sober and changed his life. And I'm not here to talk about dealing with drug addiction, but I am here today to talk about how to deal with your painful past so that you too can become sober emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And I think most of us would like that. And in his speech, he referred, he referenced Mel Gibson for saving his life with just a few words, as well as helping him financially through rehab and living. And he kind of, he supported him through that time in his life, um, which in combination, all of those things made all the difference for him. For it not have been for this conversation between the two men, Robert Downey Jr., he openly admitted, he said he wouldn't have survived. He probably would have been dead. The work I do with clients at this stage in my career moves away from processing thoughts, beliefs, and experiences to death. Unfortunately, many therapists tend to process and process and process things with their clients instead of moving them forward by helping them change their viewpoint on their challenges. And it's one of the most frustrating parts for me that I hear clients who seek me out with, right? They say they struggle with this. They, they say things like, I wasn't getting anywhere with my therapist. We keep talking about the same things and I don't feel like I'm getting any help. I, I want their opinions. I want some direction. I want some sort of guidance, but they don't give it to me. So I just end up talking the whole time. So I stop going. And I totally get it. When anyone reaches out for help, they don't want to just continue to sit in their shit. They want help to clean themselves off eliminate the odor and put on a new set of shoes and clothes and actually move forward. Well, this is my philosophy as a therapist. Clients come to me having been swimming around in their ship for years, decades of their lives. They don't need me to nitpick and revisit their past and go back and sit in their ship with them. They need me to help them move the needle in their lives in a way they think, believe, and feel so that they can create the changes in their lives that they so desperately want. In other words, I'm not going to process and process and process all your stuff to death that just keeps you living in the past. So this is how I work. I will not do that, right? Uh, but I'm going to get the hose out and I'm going to help clean you off and offer you a new set of clothes and shoes. I'll offer it, but it's up to you to take them, put them on in the best manner and then move forward. I tell you all of this because that's exactly what Mel Gibson did for Robert Downey Jr. 
But he used a metaphor that I found spot on, and I want to share that with you today in hopes that you decide to do the same and change your undesirable circumstances to desired circumstances. And he said seven words to him. He said, you need to hug the cactus, Robert. That's it. You need to hug the cactus. But then he explained that the only way to change his life was not just to look at what emotionally haunted him, but to embrace every single part of who he was, especially those parts of him that he, Robert, felt were sharp, painful, and self-injurious worthy. Hug the cactus. Hug the cactus. You need to hug the cactus. Most people spend their entire lives running away, hiding from and actively avoiding dealing with the thoughts and pain that haunts them. It's all about survival that we do this. But the consequence of not dealing with the parts of your past and yourself that you loathe is far more harmful than facing them and doing what it takes to eliminate them and ridding yourself of the haunting once and for all. You keep avoiding, you keep denying. All you do is dig your hole deeper and nothing changes. Some of us are haunted by betrayal where we've called in harsh and repeated experiences that cause us to question whether or not others are trustworthy at all. In fact, the real issue, it's not about trusting others. It's about practicing fidelity to self and knowing without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what, you've got your back 100% of the time. Once you can trust yourself completely, paying attention to and acting on the red and orange flags that show up in your relationships, only then will you end the series of betrayal experiences in your life. I had to deal with this stuff myself. I teach it to others, and this is truth that I'm telling you. You get right with yourself, you trust yourself, you'll experience no more betrayal. So once I learned that, I never called in another betrayal experience. So I was able to end that karmic lesson for myself. Some people struggle with addiction of some kind, overeating, bulimia, anorexia, alcohol and drug abuse, addiction to low-quality beliefs and thoughts and low self-esteem. All addiction is is the denial of pain and giving life to your fears about, and listen to this, who you believe you inherently are, which is often unworthy, undeserving, and shameful. That's why people become addicts, because they believe they are unworthy, deserving, shameful, and they don't believe in their capacity to handle difficulty. They have internalized a meaning of who they are as dirty or bad or wrong because of some external circumstance. And none of us are truly that. We've just allowed our experiences of perceived failure and defeat and pain and those who have harmed us or violated us to determine who we are. We have given our power away to everything outside of us. We've assigned our value and worth a meaning 
And the meaning is of who we are without questioning the thoughts and beliefs, right? That's one thing I talk a lot about. You have to constantly question your negative thoughts and negative beliefs. And I always tell my clients that no bad thought or belief is true. They aren't true because they are not universally true for everyone. That's how you know a thought is not true. That you can, if you ask yourself, is this true 100% of the time, all the time for everyone in the world, 100%. And 100% of the time, your answer will be no. Right? If they're not universally true for everyone, they are not valid thoughts or beliefs. I want you to think about that. I'm not being nice saying, oh, bad thoughts aren't true. Um, always believe the good ones. No, I'm not doing any airy-fairy stuff. I believe in what I'm saying. I know this to be true. No bad thought or belief is true. The catastrophic thoughts you, you, you believe, you know, you think about, oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens that's bad? First of all, you can't predict the future. No one can. And second of all, uh, the only thoughts you have are now and which ones you choose to have. Positive thoughts, though, they are always true because they are universally true. I'm good. Everyone's good. I mean, outside of sociopaths and psychopaths. Okay. All things are relative. But overall, right, um, uh, the sun comes up, right? The sky is blue. Grass is green. Gravity exists. You are worthy. You are good. You deserve everything you want. Those are all true thoughts because they're true for everyone, right? So positive thoughts are always true, not the boastful and arrogant kinds of thoughts because those are actually baseless. They come from insecurity and they're ego-driven and they're empty of value, substance, and truth. So I bring you back to the words, hug the cactus. Your ego is going to bring up to your awareness thoughts and beliefs that scare the shit out of you when you do this work, when you hug the cactus, when you embrace the parts of you that sting, that puncture the skin and wound you. But my friend, if you're running away from doing this work, you are continuing to carry with you the constant pain from all the times that you were re-wounded by these thoughts, these beliefs. It just gets worse. It gets infected. And that infection can lead to death. Your ego can be helpful, but mostly it makes you scared. Makes you believe that you can't achieve what you want. Questions your ability that you can't become who you dream of becoming. That you can't overcome your pain. That you can't rise above the fray and prove your history wrong. That you can't rename the, the meaning of your memories, that you can't redefine who you are. Your ego will fuck with your head. It will tell you all these thoughts nobody's going to buy. Uh, you can't do that. Your book won't sell. Uh, you know, uh, there are better people out there, so you won't get that job. Um, don't try. Stay safe. You're not qualified enough and on and on and on. 
Your ego has a vengeful nature about it. I don't know if you knew that, but it is ready to retaliate. It is ready to cut you off at the knees when you attempt to do something different. Right? It will do whatever it takes to keep you stuck, safe, and scared every single time you attempt to cross the line, to up-level yourself, to change your life. It will mess with your head. And if you allow it, you're going to screw yourself. But the magic to avoiding this is to always question your bad thoughts and beliefs. Always and forever, 100% of the time, any thought that makes you feel bad, you just question it. Is this universally true? Is this really true? The answer will be no. No matter how successful and happy you profess yourself to be, you will always have limiting beliefs swirling around in your head about your capacity to do better, be better, have better than you believe you are entitled to. I call on you to embrace your cactus, to allow yourself to become aware of your thoughts, but not be your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. To begin a practice of noticing your thoughts as if you were looking at a double screen on the computer. Your thoughts show up on the screen on the left and you're just watching them without judgment. And you're simultaneously seeing yourself neutrally, watching yourself, watching your thoughts. It's a very cool process. It's magical. It works. Take note of the thoughts that come up. Most of them are on autopilot anyway, so writing them down on a daily basis is key. They just play over and over and over in your head, and you end up feeling stuck, like a failure, and uh, like you're, you're no good. Get them out of your head and down on paper. I don't care how bad you judge them to be. And start to see the patterns they create about who you think you are, who you believe you are, and, and what your model of the world is. Then start dissecting them one by one. Take the ones that are most painful, the ones that you have defined yourself in a negative way, take each one separately and write. Just vomit all sorts of everything up. Whatever comes to your head, get it out on paper. Write about why you think this way, what's occurred to cause this thought, and then when you're done brain dumping all of that, ask the universe, your guides, higher source, to help you see this differently. Say, I'm willing to see this differently. Show me a different way to see this. Stay open, don't think, and just write what comes through. No matter if your ego says, oh, you know, that's a load of shit. Just write, 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 write. Write until you're guided to stop. And then notice what new beliefs show up that reinforce the truth of who you are. That you are inherently good. That there are good things coming to you. That you've got what it takes to achieve what you want. That you're good, that you're kind, that you're worthy of all the good that your heart could possibly withstand. Our thoughts and beliefs can kill us or give us life. You've got to establish which ones you'll live your life through. Hug the cactus. 
Become friends with all of the needles of your cactus. When you do this before you know it, your cactus starts to, the, the needles start to fall off. And soon it becomes this blossoming tree with soft, huggable bark, trickling honey, and a wide and strong trunk that withstands anything and grows higher and higher in the sky. Hug the cactus. Do this work, I promise you, it will change your life. You are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.